Welcome to That Happiness Show. I am Gemma Fassett, host and creator. I bring you my 25 years experience in finding happiness. You are the creator of your reality and thus you do create your happiness too. This is no longer about chasing the dream, but learning to stand in your power and receive. I am frequency expert, artist, teacher, and grateful mommy, here to guide you with the tools, ideas, and education around raising your frequency, learning to be present, and finding the happiness you deserve. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, welcome. This is Gemma. I am so happy to be here. Yesterday, I got to teach my classes, and I got to tell you, it is a privilege, an absolute privilege to do what I do. And I I just love my space. I love my students. Yesterday, I had five students, and I have fallen in love with every student. Uh, the, it's just amazing to me how different people are from one another, and yet it's just so yummy. It's The people are so, so yummy. And so I had a ball yesterday. I taught from ages three to 40-something, and it was fantastic. Ah, so, um, you know, when I teach, I'm just going to share this and just for sharing sake, and it might relate to some of you, it might confirm something you do or bring up something or it might bring up something for me and help me to digest something in my own experience. But uh, when I teach people, I teach them from the place they're at. So when I get a new person, I really don't need a story about what they've done or who they are, or I don't need any story. What I like is I like to know right now, what are they passionate about? And what do they want to accomplish right now? I don't want to hear the past stuff. I want to hear right now. And I love that. Like if it's a little three-year-old who has been, had a, I don't even know how to say it, but like uh, if it's a little three-year-old or four-year-old, then I might make suggestions, you know, to get the ball rolling. I actually, I might do that with any age if someone's stumped. But once a person's been coming to me for a few weeks, they often will start to speak up because they know that in this class, they have the freedom to follow their own desires. Like they can name it and it'll happen. And, uh, and they're starting to recognize how the partnership of creativity and creation like can flow. So mm, this is an awesome, awesome relationship to share with someone when you know you're only going to have someone who is helping you build what you want, follow that <clears throat> bouncing ball, so to speak, and then see where it goes. Rather than just like, no, this is what we're doing. You can't have your own individual thoughts. You can't have your own ideas. And that happens in a lot of places in our society. So I really love to just have the personal challenge. Like it would be, maybe it would be easier for me, especially if I wanted to stay in my little box, if I told people what we were doing. But when I allow myself to be taken into their world, into what they desire without any pre-knowledge. It's almost like one of those reality TV shows. So I show up and they show up and I have no idea what we're doing because I haven't spoken to this new person or even to a person who um, has been coming. You know, they might come with a new idea or be wanting to start something new. So I show up and here they come and they give me their idea and immediately 
immediately I step out of the box and I put myself in a place that is open and willing to receive on behalf of this new idea. Like I am co-creating in partnership with not just this person, but with consciousness, with all that is. And this I love because the ideas come and then what's really wild is like I have a studio full of supplies. So then it's like, okay, um, what are we reaching for? What are we finding? Uh, what, what goes with this? I had a three-year-old who went from watercolor to colored pencil to wa- um, watercolor creams to crayons. Oh, wait. And, and uh, she also did media. Um, what do you call it? She also did uh, handcrafted papers. She glued them on with mod, Mod Podge. So Mod Podge. So she did that. And this is a three-year-old. And that's how many mediums she did in about a 55-minute session. It was amazing. Mm. Oh, and she did them all on one artwork. (laughs) In case you didn't visualize that. That was so cool. So I will use that as my podcast cover today. It was amazing. And then I had other artists um, who weren't like going across mediums, they were focused on one medium, but they had other challenges. <clears throat> testing out uh, testing out uh, direction with glass. Um, I had two people working on glass projects and had another two people working on personalized acrylic paintings, like paintings that were developed from photographs of their own experiences. So <clears throat> very cool. I loved this project. This this uh this day and the program of working with people and exploring and so then it's it's also for me it's teaching people what they need in that moment <clears throat> so i don't know until i see a person who's having difficulty or they're hung up on something and that's when i know ah here is an you know here is a place where i'm going to you know tuck in a little bit of education because they're at a crossroads and maybe they don't, they know that they have to know something here that they don't know. So that's when I'll share. Mm. Oh my goodness. Uh, So what I see is miracles happen. I see people who don't think they can draw, draw beautifully. And I see people who say they aren't artistic painting depth and dimension and 3d and all of this amazing stuff and for my for my three-year-old i think what she's actually learning now beyond anything is i think she's learning focus the ability to focus on something for more than just a couple minutes and that is really cool because when children are little in this society with uh with all the preschools and stuff a lot of times they're moving from thing to thing in just a couple minutes. It's like they barely are getting the the wheels going and they're on to another activity. And we want as humans to learn how to do that deep work. But if we never experience it naturally, which is what children do, they experience deep work naturally. They get involved with stuff. I mean, I one time found my brother, Timothy. Um, I have found him so absorbed in like bugs under a log that he would just be there for like an hour watching them. 
And that's the way his mind worked. He's like an engineering type and mechanical. And he's into uh, all of this, like the workings of things and how they work and how they function. So he would just stare and say, he could do this for hours. One time on the way to work, uh, my mom was driving me and she hit a deer. And when I got home later that day, I found my brother like examining the bumper of the car where it hit the deer. I think there was blood and fur or something it was horrible. And um, I remember him examining it and I felt it was really morbid because I felt so bad for the deer. <clears throat> and so I pulled him away from it. But pulling him away, it was like he was not even a conscious that I was pulling him away. He was just a little thing. He was like three years old. He wasn't even aware that I was pulling him away. And as soon as I released my hand, he just floated right back. It was like his body was on autopilot to be in that space at that moment. So there was no keeping him away. There was just no, he was just so, that was all he could see in that moment. That is deep work. Mm. And I am crossing my fingers that after this podcast, I will be able to get into the deep work of working on my painting. I'm really excited to, I'm really excited to be working on it. It's, ah, it's what I love. I love doing portraits of animals. I love it. I love seeing their personalities come alive in the portrait. So yesterday in my class, one of the participants, a new student, she was asking me, you know, what being a frequency expert was about. And cause I, <clears throat> I claim myself as a frequency expert because this is like something I do, I feel, I teach, I understand, I experience. <laughs> it's like all of this package. And so she wanted to know what it was. And I was like, well, it's the ability to know there is low frequency and high frequency. And so she was like, oh, so maybe I should drink more coffee or something. And I was like, no, no, that would be high energy. And it's not high energy. It can be low energy, but high frequency. So that was when she understood, as I said, frequency, high frequency is the frequency of unconditional love. And I want to remind you of that today. Frequency, high frequency is the frequency of unconditional love. And by coming from a frequency of unconditional love, we have no judgments and no expectations. There's no expectations in outcome. We're not writing stories from our past. Because we basically come from a know-nothing <laughs> mentality where all is well, all is good, loving what is. These are all the affirmations for this level of frequency. And so she was kind of interested about this and she was getting excited. And so she was saying, so if I get out of bed in the morning and, um, you know, we were saying, yeah, you know, like, oh, the sun is shining, it's beautiful. I said, yeah, and it, it would be all of it. It would be the gratitude. Like, I love I love the cloudy sky. I love my chair. I love my bed. I love my cozy bed. So not just the things we're anticipating will be a help in our lives, but equally everything, equally everything. And this is what The Course in Miracles teaches. Mm. So, um... She was getting it and she said, ah, so it's gratitude. I said, yes, gratitude is high frequency. And I was talking about how we get to choose our frequency. It's very intentional. And I've explained this to you. It is a very intentional thing. 
But most people, the majority of people, they think um, they don't know about this, so they're not choosing. And so they're allowing themselves to willy-nilly kind of float around like, oh, I saw a sad show on TV, so now I'm sad. I saw a scary thing on the news, so now I'm scared. And they're letting themselves be pulled willy-nilly. And what happens is you are then a product of your environment rather than your environment being a product of you. And that is unfortunate because we have the power to choose our frequency. And by choosing unconditional love, we can then affect our world. We are the ones driving the car. Now, if you're afraid to do that, afraid to do unconditional love, uh, then it's just because you have an addiction to the fear. The fear you know, the fear you've managed, and you know how to, how it operates and how you can go from moment to moment and survive with fear. But I assure you, the, the difference is you will survive in unconditional love, but you will have more fun. That is the difference. You will laugh more. You will smile more. You will not judge. I mean, the freedom of not judging people is the freedom of not being judged. I mean, this is like massive and cool and awesome. The, um, the freedom of unattachment like it means that you're not weighed down. It means you have true freedom. You know, this not being attached to things. Attachments hold us and they confine us and they strangle us. And I'm telling you, it's like that whole, you know, I can remember a saying something like, oh, if you love it and let it go, it'll come back to you. Well, if you love it and don't hold it, it will always be there. It's just like, I don't know how to explain it to you, but... You can love something, whether it's right here, like it's your daughter. You can still love her if she goes out into the world. You know, you can still love her 2,000 miles away. So that doesn't change. We hold love in our hearts. We hold those things dear to us in our hearts. But it's not a confining holding. It's not a special love. It's not a bargain that we're in a codependent relationship or We have a bargain with these people that I'll love you if blah, blah, blah. So there is mass freedom in this because now we're allowing others to be and serve their highest potential selves and we are being and serving our own highest potential self. Mm. This is so, so huge because you deserve this. It's time. You have passions, you have dreams, you have callings and it's time to get on the ball with those. And baby steps is the only way to go. So if your baby step today is choosing unconditional love, then choose unconditional love. If your baby step today is gratitude, then do gratitude. I mean, these are steps that pivot you in the direction of your dreams, passions, and callings. So I challenge you to unconditionally love yourself today. I challenge you to find good in every situation today. How does that feel? Well, I'm loving it. I'm going to take on the challenge myself. I love you. Have a wonderful day. Bye now. Thank you for joining us on That Happiness Show. If you'd like more information or have questions, you can reach me at gemmafossett.com or 401-699-6142. Private sessions are available as well as retreats. It is time to wake up and learn to love yourself again. Thank you for listening. This is Gemma Fossett, host of That Happiness Show.